So when you graduate from your residency or your fellowship, do you want to be an employed physician or do you want to own your own private practice or join a private group? I get asked this question a lot by residents, by fellows, by people who graduated. So there's obviously pros and cons to both. Just, you know, I'll, I'll tell you my story and then maybe I'll get into the details. But myself, personally, I graduated from fellowship and you know, at the time, being an employed physician wasn't that popular. It wasn't really a thing. Now, obviously, there have been some, you know, parts of the country where these big, huge conglomerate, you know, corporate entities were buying people up left and right and buying up people's practices. I get that. And it had started, but it wasn't as common as it, as it is now. The vast majority of cardiologists in the United States today uh, are 100% employed pretty much by a large conglomerate. You know, they're all owned by this, you know, large conglomerate. Back in Chicago, we had like Advocate, there's Kaiser Permanente in different parts of the world, you know, different parts of the country. There are these large, huge, you know, mega corporations. A lot of them are nonprofit and they do uh, employ uh, physicians. So um, one of the things you're going to have to think about when you graduate is, do I really want to be employed by a large conglomerate or not? Now, depends on you, and maybe I'll get into it. So let's talk about like private practice. In my scenario, I joined a private group, and I couldn't uh, be happier. Now, there's always going to be some issues with a private group. You know, you want to make sure you're joining a group that is, you know, provides for you a partnership track or an equity track, you know, that it's a true partnership. It's not like some, you know, sham partnership. One of my friends in Chicago uh, joined a group out in California where he thought he was on track to being an equity partner, but it turned out really to be like a sham partnership where the group was actually owned by some other big, huge corporation that could just dissolve them or get rid of them at any time. Um, so you definitely want to make sure you know what you're getting into. But the pros of being in a private group is, I think, number one, you know, private practice is you have autonomy. You can do whatever on earth you want. Now there's limits to that. You need to follow the guidelines. You need to be not be a jerk. Um, part of that is you probably need to advertise. No one is just going to find you. If you're part of a private group, uh, you know, you got to make sure you're on everybody's insurance plans. You know, most of the time, if you're joining in an established group, that kind of stuff has already been set up and you probably don't have to worry too much about it, but definitely that is a consideration. You know, does the group advertise? Do they have patients? Are they going to have patients for you? Like if you join a private group, some of them might say, listen, we'll guarantee your salary for a year or two. And then after that, you're on your own, buddy. You got to make sure that you build up a patient panel and whatnot. So you definitely don't want to get into one of those situations. You want to make sure there's a lot of patients to go around and that you are not, you know, uh, going to get into a situation where if you're not seeing enough patients and you didn't build up your practice enough in the first year or two, that you are going to end up with a very, very low salary. So that's one thing definitely to consider is that a lot of places will say, we'll guarantee your salary, build yourself up for a year or two, then after that, good luck, you eat you eat what you get or you know something to that effect. You definitely do not want to be in that kind of a scenario. Um, the other thing I like about private groups or the data has shown is that you are you could make a lot more. If you're employed by a large corporation, you're probably going to be make what they tell you and your income potential is capped. Now, especially 
This is especially true if you are in a type of field that is more shift work, radiology, emergency, some of these fields, it's like you could make more if you pick up more shifts, but man, you are going to be killing yourself when you pick up more shifts. So it depends on, you know, how like your, how much you like your job, how tiring it is, how time consuming it is, you know, how much brain power it takes, what have you. Um, but definitely as a private group, you could make more if you're pretty entrepreneurial and you could add more service lines. Like for us, you know, we do our own stresses, we do our own echoes, EKGs, what have you. That probably adds some more income or more service lines. It's a lot more convenient for the patients. Obviously, if they're like, hey, you know, I'm already here. Can you guys just do my echo or my EKG for me? Yeah, absolutely. It makes it more convenient. You don't have to send them out um, at all, which is uh, super nice. The other thing that's really cool about being in private practice, which is the part I really love the most, is you develop really good close relationships with all of your patients. Literally almost every single one of my patients, I know them inside out. I know their names, their mom's names, their friends' names, their kids' names, what they do, how they are, you know, things that make them laugh and funny, you know, whether they golf, whether they have horses or tractors, whether they're a John Deere person or a Kubota person, you know, whatever it is, you know, you become really, really good friends uh, with your patients and you know them really, really well. Whereas in a corporate situation, you know, the patient shows up, whoever the doctor is that day is the doctor that's going to see them. I've had a lot of patients switch over to, to me and switch to us because they said that. Like every time I go to the place next door or your competition, not really a competition, but this other group, you know, it's a different doctor every time or you don't even get to see the doctors. You're seeing the assistants or the nurse practitioners or what have you. And they don't want that. They want to actually see the doctor. So we get that uh, a lot. And we know with our practice, because we own it and we can do what we want, we can structure it however we want. Now, there are certain scenarios where you have to see the nurse practitioner. Like if you just were discharged from the hospital or it's a follow-up and you need to get in quickly, their schedules are more open. So that's not a problem. Um, but generally speaking, if you want to see the doctor, we make sure you see the doctor of your choice and we do not switch you. We make sure you stay with your uh, physician. The other thing that I really like about private practice is that you feel like you own something or you've accomplished something. You know, you grew the practice, you added more patients, you opened a new office here and a new office there. You know, all those kind of things give you like a self of, gives you a sense of like autonomy slash ownership. Like you own it, you have agency, you feel like you are contributing to society in a way. A lot of times if you're in a corporate position or a corporate job, you feel like you're just being used by the system that's going to like use you and spit you out. And unfortunately, I've seen that happen to many of my friends you know, cardiologists especially that have gone and worked for corporate systems. First of all, they the life to work balance is not that good. They don't get paid for the amount of work they put in. Um, now, obviously, that could be different in different places. So I'm not saying this is the case everywhere. What they expect of you and the way they boss you around and what they tell you to do. And if you don't like it, goodbye. We're hiring the next, you know, group of graduates. We don't really need you or care for you. So there's a lot of uh, that going on. Not every corporate entity is like that and the one that we work with you know closely we're not owned by them but the one we work with closely is super good with that about you know letting patients pick their own physicians and all of that you know uh, so that, that it just kind of depends on what kind of arrangement you have uh, with the corporate entity um, some of the cons of private practices you're at risk you know, financially you are at risk like when COVID happened and we had to close our offices down and close down testing and we couldn't see patients except like, you know, really like emergencies in the hospital. 
we would go months without, you know, being paid or not being paid enough or paying our employees first or trying to get those, you know, group loans or private loans or what have you. And it was a struggle. I'll admit it. You know, you're going to have some years that are very lean and some years where you're, you're making more. Um, there's no like consistency. There's not a big group or big corporation like Advocate or Kaiser Permanente saying no matter what, you're making your 400000 or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so just really that uncertainty is huge and you can, you know, you get hit with a malpractice lawsuit or something happens, you know, you have to pay all these things that you didn't expect. You could be hurting. And, you know, that's unfortunately a risk that you uh, have to take, but it's definitely, um, we felt it a lot, you know, in the last, I'd say four or five years, especially with the COVID uh, situation. So that is huge. Also, like another problem with uh, finance, um, private groups is if you have um, partners that you don't trust, that could be an issue. That's a huge con. If your partners are always lying, always doing things behind your back, you know, not really being honest or truthful, that can really hurt the group. One of the, the nice things that's a pro, I would say, is if you love your partners and they all work well, and luckily for me, I've lucked out and I have amazing partners, but if you have an amazing group of physicians, you're all on the same page, everything is going nicely, you just can't ask for anything better than that. And sometimes you just luck out. Like, I don't know why God puts you in a place or some you know greater power. You land somewhere and everything just clicks. So that is super nice um, when everything goes well. Um, the other thing that's a con could be very, very long hours. Um, and uncertainty, like if a partner leaves, now everyone else has to step up and, you know, pick up the slack, but really long hours can be an issue. Um, you know, that, you know, patients need to be taken care of and you're a small group. You're the group of, you know, two people, maybe four people, whatever it might be. Patients can't wait to the next day. They're already there at the hospital and you're stuck in the cath lab doing procedures. You got to just do them. Another one that I could that I could think about as a con is you might be exposed to more lawsuits. If it's a big group like Advocate, you know, or some huge group, they're the ones being sued, not you. Obviously, a small group doesn't have deep pockets and they may or may not sue the group because it's like, you know, we're pretty much broke all the time anyways. Plus, not to mention student loans. You know, people think doctors are like super rich or we make a ton of money. Student loans, you know, make it so that almost no one is quote unquote super rich. You graduate med school, I think now, it used to be one hundred sixty to 180000 worth of student loans. Now it's like in the two sixty range to three sixty range. You know, almost a half a million, quarter million to half a million dollars worth of student loans that you need to pay back. You get hit with a lawsuit, you have to change jobs, move cities, competes, non-competes, what have you. It's rough. You're going to be, you could be really, really broke, especially if your group gets hit um, with a lawsuit. Now the the employed physician is a lot of the opposite of what I've said. So all of the pros could be also cons and a lot of the cons could be pros. So like if I said, working with a small group may be hard or it may be heaven. When you're a employed physician, you might not have choices in who you work with or, you know, what have you. Um, but let's start with the pros first. So as an employed physician, I would say the pros are your salary and benefits is guaranteed pretty much. They tell you, listen, We'll hire you for three fifty. You're always going to make three fifty. Some years you might make more, but you're probably never going to make less. You know they can guarantee your salary because they're a huge group. They can do whatever they want, and they're a group that makes billions or trillions or whatever it might be. I don't know how big these groups are. Some of them are gigantic, 
but you're probably not going to be ever broke, hurting for money, taking out loans to pay your basic expenses. And we're not talking about like anybody out there going out and buying you know, mansions and billion-dollar cars and Bugattis and whatnot. We're talking about like just living expenses. Sometimes, if you're not employed and you're in private practice, you may have to take out a loan to just pay like your mortgage and some basic bills sometimes when things are lean and not going well, right? So when you're employed, that's probably not going to happen uh, as much. Um, they have, they'll give you your 401ks and all these retirement plans, paid time off, health insurance, whatever. You will probably be fine. Now, the other pros of being employed is that you don't have to worry about the back end financials, reporting, you know, less administrative burden. You don't have to like record everything, turn in documents, taxes. Like you don't have to do the business stuff that doctors didn't go into medicine to do. Like uh, doctors are like, well, I went into medicine because I want to take care of patients. Well, if you want to take care of patients and that's all you care about, then probably being employed is the better way for you. Because that way, show up, do your job, take care of patients, don't worry about anything else. On our side, where we're, you know, private practice, we have to make sure our employees are paid, do the taxes, have quarterly meetings or, you know, meetings about this, meetings about that. Like, it's a lot of work. It's not easy. It's definitely a lot more uh, work. Um, The other thing that's better about being employed is there's less financial risk. The chances of one of these large groups like Cleveland Clinic or Advocate or whatever, you know, going bankrupt or, you know, closing up shop and saying goodbye, we're shutting down, everything is pretty low. The government will probably bail them out like they probably, like they did sort of during COVID a little bit. I don't remember, I don't know exactly what these groups did, but the government, just like these big, huge financial institutions, they're not allowed to fail. The big three auto manufacturers are not allowed to fail because, you know, half the country, the economy would go south quickly. So you're going to get a lot of, um, Less financial risk, let's just put it that way. Um, the other thing with them being employed is there could be work-life balance. So like, listen, you're only scheduled to be here from 9 to 9 or 9 to 5 or whatever it is. Once the work is done, you can go home. If you get all your work done from 9 to 12, goodbye. But also the con to that is a lot of these employers will be like, no, if you finish by 12, we're paying your salary. We're putting you in some other clinic. I know a lot of cardiologists that work for you know other entities that are employed if they finish everything by 12 and they're like, you know, normally you could go home or what have you, I'm not saying this is realistic, but you know, normally let's say have a shorter day than usual. You finish by one or two. If you were thinking you could go home, no, they call you up and like, Hey, we got another clinic out here that needs a doctor real quick. We have 10 patients to see between two and four or five or whatever. And they'll just send you over there. So that's the other thing. You don't own your own time. You don't have autonomy. You don't have agency. They kind of own you and they can do whatever they want with you. Um, Some of the cons of being an employed physician, some of them I kind of discussed. Um, But lastly, just about the work-life balance. If you are employed, that could go either way. You may have better work-life balance depending on your time or if it's shift work, you do your 10 shifts a month and you're done. But a lot of times if it's not that kind of work, um, they may require more or less of you. So you may have more or less um, work-life balance. The cons of being an employed physician... Obviously, you have no control. You have no autonomy, no control. You just do what they tell you to do. You're just basically a piece of the puzzle or, you know, just a random name and number. This happens more in non-specialists. I would say like cardiologists, um, 
it's hard to recruit cardiologists or specialists to certain areas, and they're probably not going to treat you like just another number. But I would say like non-specialists, they probably do that more to. I would say like hospitalists, family doctors, you know, things like that. They don't really care as much about because they know they can just hire someone else um, for slightly more, slightly less, what have you. It just really depends. So you don't have as much autonomy and control or power. You don't have leverage. They're not going to, if you tell them, well, I'll just pick up and leave. Goodbye. You know, you have a non-compete. You can't take your patients with you. So goodbye. Um, another con would be obviously you'd make less. There's always a possibility as an employed physician that they're like, here's your salary. You're making 300 and you can't make any more. You could make a little less if you don't bring in enough revenue, but you're definitely not going to make a whole lot more. Now they can build in incentives and be like, well, if you do this and you do that and you do the other thing, you could make up to 400, let's say. They have ways of, you know, building in some of those things into your contract. But generally speaking, you're probably going to make what you probably going to make. You're not going to like have this potential to 10x your income or revenue or reach and open new offices. You have no control of, of that stuff whatsoever. You just do what you're told. Um, the other problem with being employed is there's going to be a lot of bureaucracy. You can have these random people telling you what to do. Like the one, the nice thing about our practice is there's no random non-medical people trying to tell us what to do. We do what we think our patients need. There's nobody in a business suit anywhere saying, how come you're not ordering more stress tests? How come you're not ordering more of this? How come you didn't do this this week? How come you guys are doing that? Like what happened? You know, why are you guys taking six weeks of vacation instead of four? Everyone else takes four. Like, you know, you don't have a lot of that. And I'm not saying business people mingle a lot or do that a lot, but there is that potential and I've seen it um, in other places. So you definitely don't get any of that if you work by yourself. Um, another one is definitely probably less personal patient relationships. Like I told you, I know all my patients inside out. When you're an employed physician, the chances of that happening are much, much lower. There's very little chance that a that you will know your patients inside out or that they'll know you or even care for you. They just get used to being treated as a number and there's no personal relationship, which is really, really sad uh, for the patients. So, wow, this has gone on a lot longer than I thought. Um, but I think some some of these are, these, these are different ways that you can think about this. I know this is not like cardiology for those of you who are, you know, thought they were getting something cardiac, but this is stuff you got to think about even in your own job even if you're not a doctor, let's say you're a mechanic, do you open up your own place or do you just go work for, you know, the the tire shop, you know, that everything, the national brand, you know, discount tire. If you're, a, you know, accountant or lawyer, do you open up your own place or do you go join a big group? You know, so a lot of these are, you know, topics that could apply to almost any field. Uh, I realize that, but I applied it to obviously my field because I know a lot about my field and the kind of decision making and thoughts that went through my mind um, when I was trying to decide this. So I hope that helps. Um, we talk a lot about cardiology, longevity, healthy living in my community. If you want to join my community, go to drhallow.net slash community. We meet every Monday evening, like today actually will be one of those Mondays. We meet every Monday evening on Zoom and we talk about all of this stuff for hours. Plus you get an app on your phone. You can text me literally all day and all night and I will respond. Imagine having a cardiologist by your side every day, all day drallo.net slash community. The price on that does keep going up because we do want to keep it small and limited to just a handful of people. So if you want to join, jump in there. The price is still like pretty low and affordable, but I guarantee you 
Uh, it goes up every like six to eight months or so. So anyways, uh, go to dralonet slash community and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.